Welcome to the Dog Zone, 9000, the official podcast of 1900hotdog.com. I'm TV's Sean Baby from the internet, and with me, with a Brockway fact, is Robert Brockway. Wrestled a llama. No follow-up questions. I didn't even have any. That's plenty already. And our returning guest, our dear friend from Cracked, from the secretly incredibly fascinating podcast, the Jeopardy champion, Alex Schmidt! <laughs> uh, guys, it's great to be here. Also, I was attending to my llama before this because they're all bent out of shape. I don't know why. I'm trying to find out who did it. Suplex that llama. <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> it's coming together. So even without the follow-up questions, we're kind of solving this llama yeah. wrestling mystery. Yeah, we're getting to the bottom <laughs> of the case, I think. Yeah. I right. did not cover my tracks well. I left I left my name in llama blood just right on right there on the ground. That's my signature. <laughs> Secretly incredibly fascinating. It's great. Uh, Brock you. went on. We've been on twice for Ham and for Storms. Uh, I love the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you're great on it. Well, today is a very special podcast. Uh, normally, we just kind of mess around. But today, we're going to showcase Brockway's giant brain. And uh, we're going to play what, a game. My, what? My brain? Your giant brain. That's what we're <laughs> showcasing today. We're playing... The one hundred hot dog treacherous danger threat robot quiz game, and the object of this game is to raise enough money to buy a robot body for Brockway's brain. Now, here's some stats: a baseline robotic upgrade kit is sixteen thousand seven hundred dollars. Brockway needs to answer enough <laughs> trivia questions to earn that, with the help of actual Jeopardy champion Alex Schmidt. Unfortunately. Robot law dictates all attack, dance, and rampage commands must be followed by whoever answered the questions leading to the fabrication of the aforementioned robotic housing. So although you're acting as a team in this game, if Alex's help is necessary to earn more than half the money, he will have total control over Brockway's future robot body. Now, the rules are simple, aside from the stuff what? I just said. <laughs> <The TV. laughs> We're playing the TV show Jeopardy with no daily doubles. All right, so I, I have a few I, questions. One, do I have to keep my garbage brain? Uh, absolutely. That's that's a big part of it. All right. Sorry about right. that. We can't we can't replace that with robot. And, and uh, two, is this was... is this like a man with two heads scenario where he will have his own separate head on the body should this situation arise? There's going to be at least two heads. All right, that we can be sure about. Fantastic. Uh, well, then I'm in. God damn it, right. I'm in. Perfect. So. <laughs> Basically, we're playing. We're playing Jeopardy. Okay. Rockway's going to try to get all the questions he has. He cannot miss very many. Alex, you're allowed to help with any question you want. If you want, you could just jump in and say it ahead of him and take control of that part of his robot body. So, <laughs> each correct answer earns money, and if the correct answers come from Alex, he will control a significant portion of. Uh, Robert's future. Yeah, it's, uh, it's dystopian clear, hangman. Right? I got it. Yeah. Dystopian yeah. hangman rules. <laughs> and uh, if you don't earn enough money, everyone dies. The robot has no brain and it will rampage. It has uh, no yeah. targeting commands. It will fire indiscriminately. Obvious. So. I do. Uh, I, I have a question because I, I, uh, I don't know if folks know, but I do not know a lot about this going in. Is there like a board <laughs> to look at? I. It's a very visual there show, pretty. And I know there the listeners is a board, can't see uh, it. You're going to have to keep it in your head. Okay. Uh, cool. There's not going to, obviously, not going to be a lot of gamesmanship in selecting your categories. So you could just run a category if you want. You could jump around if you want, but <laughs> you won't be able to see the board. And so that might just mess with your memory. Um, That's fine. So, yeah. 
this this first round is called Single Treacherous Danger Threat Robot Quiz Game. And the five <laughs> categories are, these are uh, about the basic functions a robot needs to blend in among us. Uh, first one, dropping panties. Second category, be it fucking nom. Third, funky grooving. Four, rhymes with brain. And the fifth one is history. Specifically, the history of 1964, which was the year Jeopardy debuted. I'm sure, Alex, you knew that already. So, <laughs> control of the board goes to Brockway. But, again, there are, the rules are loose. Alex, if you want to jump in and pick something, go ahead. No one can stop you. Dropping panties. Dropping panties for 100. <laughs> for 100. Okay, Obviously, again, he picks rules, the so... most famous robot behavior, right? The obvious trope <laughs> yes. about robots. The obvious robot trope. They're always dropping panties. It's going to be my robot. <laughs> <laughs> so again, uh, these are Jeopardy rules. Uh, answer or You say your responses in the form of a question, but okay. I don't care. The judges are super loose here. Uh, here's, your, here's your answer. Best-selling author of How to Pick Up Girls, Eric Weber, advised readers of this book, 100 best opening lines to say this to very busy and productive female co-workers. You're looking for a pickup line you'd use on a very busy female co-worker. Oh. Any pickup line? Any pickup line? I'm going to be from, real like, loose with the judging on this, this, but you, you got you to gotta hit it word for word. Sean, did you say this is, it's like one pickup artist book recommended this line from mm -hmm. another book of lines? Well, it's... it's uh, he was. He wrote okay. How to Pick Up Girls, which is a very unusually uh, bad book, but it was also a bestseller. They made a movie out of it, and then he wrote the same book 12 or 15 times, and all of those are oh. very, very bad. This is from one of the bad ones. We covered it once on a bonus mm -hmm. podcast, so Brockway's familiar. They, they come with these real flowery stories, like you're in the park. A zoo animal's escape. I don't have to. I don't have to know the story, right? Because that's like eight thousand words. Yeah, no, no, we don't have time for the story. <laughs> okay. So the worst pickup line that I remember. Shit, I'm never gonna nail this word for word. Uh, they taught me in the Boy Scouts to always help a lady across the street. <laughs> that was the pickup line. If you meet a woman at the crosswalk, yes. Um, that's not gonna work in this case. Uh, in this case, she's very busy, so you say. You know, going out with you would be like dating a harem. And then Wait, did she's I... supposed to say, what? I didn't what hear that fuck? one. That yeah, wasn't on, you, was that on the podcast? You were supposed to intuit this just from the circumstance. Jesus. This is the hardest question. This is the hardest question on the board. I this just is for a hundred? Like, yeah, I just, <laughs> I just wanted round. to like set the tone. So, Sean, uh, I need this robot body so bad. <laughs> you only lose a hundred bucks. You can make His body is, is literally rotting away from under me. I, I want a drill arm so bad. <laughs> if we if we collectively lose enough money, does he need two robot bodies? Like, does he go oh, in well, that to the point where he has to buy we two? Will, yes, absolutely. We'll I have, one I have to first. work for the robot. It's like butler rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to give control of the board to Alex because um, that robot did not drop any panties. <laughs> Was one of the categories uh, funky dancing or something? Funky grooving, yeah. Yeah, that one for sure. Okay. Uh, for the so first time. He doesn't even know the fundamental aspects of robot. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only pattern button Harry Belafonte hits on his Casio keyboard. <laughs> I do not know a lot about Harry Belafonte. I, I, that last name rings a bell. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, uh, Brockway, you can't answer. 
And in yeah, fact, you should, because if Alex uh, uh, gets these questions, he will gain control of your body. What is Sleazy Serenade? Sleazy Serenade is a great guess, but Calypso was the answer oh, we were looking for. Calypso. Does he not Harry, have the Sleazy Serenade button? Harry, I, he might, but Harry Belafonte, a very famous Calypso artist, had an album called Calypso. Uh, I'm going to keep going with Funky Groovin' for 200. Uh, shortly after the death of this star of the 1990 TV special, Seriously, Phil Collins, Phil Collins was interviewed and gave this touching eulogy. Yeah, he was a good guy, but it hurt. Those ropes, they hurt if you're thrown against them. <laughs> so that's what he said about a man who died. What started what's, him. It's a 1990 TV special. TV special. What, yes. what, is, what is some Phil Collins bullshit? <laughs> that is not correct. The answer we're looking for was James Helwig or the Ultimate Warrior. This oh. robot body is running away from you. God damn it! Yeah, I think Brockway. I think you got this one though. You know, I Alex, feel, feel I free honestly, to help. I you. was thinking, what's his name, Bret Hart. I was thinking a deceased wrestler, but I didn't get there. What? Mm. Yeah. Why did Phil Collins eulogize the Ultimate Warrior? What? It was. Uh, they was... did a video together called Two Hearts Living in Just One Mind." Very silly. Oh, it's and about then, the sharing a robot body after you are saying yes. in a quiz. <laughs> of course. And then, um, uh, what is it, 24 years later, uh, the Ultimate Warrior died, and the AV Club asked Phil mm. Collins about it. He's like, hey, yeah, what about the Ultimate Warrior? And he goes, yeah, he just died, didn't he? And then he gave that uh, very touching quote about how the he met him one afternoon and the ropes hurt. Um, Boy, so I'm sure they did, very, Phil Collins. I'm sure they did. So, Alex, if he needs help with this, feel free to offer some. Uh, this is the number of dicks in Phil Collins' 1985 mouth adjusted for inflation. Adjusted for inflation. Uh, adjusted for inflation. I got to say it's all of them. Uh, we will offer it, it, the, the correct answer we're looking for is unknowably more than zero. And your answer certainly fell within that. So I award you uh, $300. Sweet. What am I at? Three hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, I don't have like negatives to overcome. Sweet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, no. We're we're not we're not doing the negatives. I'm back uh, in this. I can okay. I can buy like a Roomba. I can buy a Roomba for three hundred. A used Roomba. <laughs> it will not be able to fight this combat robot that we have no. built. No, but um, it, it might be able to become its pet. That's my game plan now. <laughs> uh, for four hundred dollars, Funky Groovin. Assuming Prince never lied in a song. This was the best way to meet him in a hotel lobby. Oh. Man, I do I I only have like the vaguest hints of apparently the coolest musicians. Isn't there something <laughs> Little Red Corvette or something there's a hotel lobby involved in it? Uh I could give you a hint. There's no rules against that. It's from the song Darling Nikki is the uh, uh the reference I'm making. Oh, was she what is masturbating with a magazine? Is that right? That's a perfect answer. Yep. Nailed it. Great. So that is $400 for Alex's side. So he actually <laughs> has more dominance in this robot body than, than Brockway. Only and, $100 um, worth of control, though. That's. I mean, it's not the dick. <laughs> he doesn't get the dick. It's a binary thing. Robots are in binary. He either has all the control or none of the control. So What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no... X robot or anything? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Now, this is a song you might not be familiar with. Um, for $500, Funky Groovin. The hyphenated title of this 1961 song by Ernie K. Doe 
is repeated 28 times, including the four times it appears between the words sent from down below and Satan should be her name. Uh, got nothing. What is devil in the blue dress? It's not devil in the blue dress. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Willy Willy. Huh? It is not Willy Willy. It's, it's called mother-in-law and it's just oh. a weird guy singing mother-in-law 28 times calling her Satan. <laughs> um, and, and that was vital to the programming of robots, as we all know. A hundred percent. A robot needs to understand uh, the concept of mother-in-law. and um, That's how they teach them the difference between love and hate. Exactly. So uh, control the board to either one of you. We've got dropping panties, Viet fucking Nam. Rhymes with brain and history left. Viet fucking Nam. <laughs> all right. For 100. Frank Castle killed every last man at Firebase Valley Forge in the climax of Garth Ennis's sixth Punisher comic with this four-letter title. Uh, oh. What is butt? <laughs> That's close. Uh, born. The answer we're looking for was born. Punisher butt. Punisher. I would read Punisher butt. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for two hundred dollars, Punisher arc really amazing. He really <laughs> did a lot with it. <laughs> he really went to town on that Velociraptor. Uh, for two hundred dollars, a cute marketing guy would call the box series this if Oliver Stone made three platoon sequels. Um, a cute marketing guy would call the boy if it. There's four platoons. What would you call that? <laughs> this robot. Uh, can I steal? Please, you steal. can answer. E either yeah. one of you can answer at any time. Absolutely. I don't In know. Fact, I don't know that the rankings exactly. The only one I can think of is it. What is battalion? Oh, close. It's Damn company. It. Then it would have been battalion. Fuck. Then regiment, then division. Do I get punished Just, for stealing and then being wrong? No. In fact, uh, to go over the rules again, you guys are working as a team, and Brockway is supposed to give get every answer right, and Alex is supposed to be uh, uh, only answering when necessary. He still has but, control over over this robot. But dip, he might be able he? to sneak in some coaching. He absolutely has control over this robot, and he might be <laughs> trying to steal control. There's no rule against him doing exactly that. But I was counting on his kindness. But never take anything for granted in robot construction. Do I? So at, at what point do I get kicked out of the game for missing all of the questions? Right? At what point? Uh, <laughs> well, you got one. You're ahead of me. Like, is there a trap door that opens? Or do I? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I think I'm probably not on the same wavelength of like academic research as you're used to in your Jeopardy preparation. Mm. Uh I'm, uh, I guess, idiot dirtbag is generally what uh, I'm categorized as, but we're going <laughs> to. I'll take idiot dirtbag for 500. <laughs> so uh, this one is a thinker uh, for $300 via fucking numb. Is that Freedom Rock Man? Then turn it up, man. AKA the first 10 syllables of Fortunate Son. Oh. Um, dude, all I've got is the syllables. guitar line in my head. Brockway, do you remember? <laughs> I don't remember the first 10 syllables of Fortunate Son. I know it's from the Freedom Rock <laughs> infomercial. Is that Freedom that? Rock, man? <laughs> Are you old enough to remember that, Alex? The the Freedom Rock commercials? 
No, I don't know that. With those? Oh, they're so good. Oh, it's just like these guys in a trailer park, and one dude rolls up, and he's just playing like Creedence Clearwater, and the other guy goes, "Hey, is that Freedom Rock, man?" And the guy responds, "Yeah, man." And then the first guy says, "Then turn it up, man." That's so ubiquitous. Every day that was on seven hundred times on daytime TV. I think. Did you miss? Did you miss the the albums on TV entirely? Was that uh... no? I had that. Yeah, yeah. The especially the now series, and there was also like right. Um, there was some kind of ultimate hair metal ballads one that was constant. Mm, I loved that one. Yeah. yeah. See, and we got. I got the both barrels of like the new age music. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, just lots of lots of beach vibes, lots of sailing. Just everywhere, all the time. See, I like that music. We new age so stuff we just had in our house because I my my folks were particularly into Yanni, and then also when we went yeah. to our zoo, the dolphin show they did like the the climax was set to Santorini by Yanni. So actually, I saw a pretty fair amount of footage of Yanni having a fan blow his <laughs> lustrous hair while he rocked keyboards mm-hmm. like at the Acropolis. You, were, you know, man, you were Yanni. I still, I still got the yelling uh, Native American guy. Stuck in my head, like decades oh. later, decades later, it'll just be with me till I die. Well, it sounds like we don't have this question. Uh, the answer we're looking for is what is some folks of own made to wave the flag? Woo! All right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't have that one. Yeah, I just <laughs> forgot. Wow. Yeah, it's a hard. It's a great song. Like I only remembered the like bad ale, like the, just the up and down mm-hmm. of the instrument. That was all I had. Uh, that was that's the calypso button. If you hit the calypso button on the keyboard, you'll just get that on repeat. Oh, I but see. But you so. shouldn't hit hit sleazy serenade. It's way better. <laughs> for four hundred dollars Viet fucking Nam, what slang term would we have used for our North Vietnamese enemies if they were called the Viet Dong? What would soldiers have called them? <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, I Brockway. I think I know the answer. And I think it would be a two-letter acronym. Does that sound right to you? Uh, it could be. You you do yours. I'll do something if you miss okay. it. <laughs> you said Viet Dong, so it would be what is VD? Is that right? I would have accepted uh, that. Yes, or Delta would be the two that uh, two directions you could have gone with that. Oh, like yeah. Okay. Like, uh, like Charlie. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to give that um, to Alex. He is pulling ahead of robot control. What are, the, what are the scores? Where are we at? Uh, it looks like Alex is 800 to your 300. Damn it. That's so much. <clears throat> this is another running, thinker. Running this for board. Five, for $500. After I love the smell of napalm in the morning, this was the most important line of the Vietnam War. <laughs> Wait, like, like it's a movie? I know there are movies about it, but you mean like it's actually a movie <laughs> and it has slides? The most important... The most important line, if this was a visual game, there'd be heavy air quotes around line. Oh, like, what, the Ho Chi Minh Trail or something? <laughs> That's not it. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> we're just going to uh, wrap that one up. That was the 17th parallel. That was the hardcore academic question. Oh. Yeah, I was never going to get that one. That's I deep. was in the other gear, yeah. Okay. That was one of those... Yeah. Those brain questions. And as we have established, I brought the garbage one today. <laughs> We're going to go back to dropping panties because I know this is your strong point, Brockway. Uh, 
called Women of Mystery and A Very Proud and Select Group of Women by Christian pickup artist Don Diebel. They're also the longest word you can type with your left hand. The longest word you can type with your left hand. And women that Don Diebel wants? Yep, they're women of mystery and a very proud and select group of women. Witches? <laughs> no part of that works, but that's immediately where I'm going. I, I what, are, H, what are witches? It's it's not witches. It's stewardesses. Stewardesses. A, oh. A, pr- a, proud, <laughs> a proud and he select them group of women. Birds, birds in constant migration, he called them. Uh, in, in his, uh, his pickup book. Uh, he said to really pursue uh, flight attendants. A lot of the people he told you to pursue were women who were paid to be polite to him. And I think he Vaginas thought he was like, of the skies, those noble beasts. For $300, drop in panties. It takes 38 Miller Highlifes to make Sarah Huckabee Sanders go from a one to a two because of a side effect of being drunk that makes faces appear more this. Uh, more or less um. evil? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what adjective to pull here. Uh, symmetrical is what we're looking for. But uh, I'm going to give you uh. points for that because I think you're right. I do think that you, you you lose a lot of judgment on who good and bad more, people are when you've had 38 Miller High Lives. More or less evil. More or less evil is good. More or less evil. <laughs> uh, how, much, how much do I get for that? Where am I at? You're at uh, $600. Still behind. Alex is $800. Uh, but coming back. Closing up. Closing uh, that for four, gap. For $400, drop in panties. The term for manual stretching, this is the term for the manual stretching exercise that enlarges and lengthens the floppy, unwieldy sex tube all the ladies love. Uh, what is jelking? <laughs> exactly right. Yes, jelking. There you go. We're all doing it right now. So uh, this is a hard one for $500. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, drop in panties. Uh, and it is, of course, I can name... Three of the nine types of panties available at Victoria's Secret. Now, you've all done some shopping for ladies, I'm sure. Have you ever bought panties for for a loved one? No, Not I haven't. Not at Victoria's Secret. I no. let them do it. Yeah. I agree. Like, it's it's better for women to pick out, maybe specifically panties. You can maybe get them like a lingerie outfit, but yeah. day-to-day panties, that's 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 a her job. So. Exactly. But it would... It would um, Demonstrate a lot of knowledge about the ladies if you could get this question. Three out of nine, Three. you say. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, I'll give who it. is this to? Is this still to me? Is it to anybody's anybody's game? Anybody. It's a team game, but you're trying to beat Alex because if he gets them right. first. Uh <laughs> gotta have if, if Alex gets those screen? panties first, he'll control the robot. I need these panties. Isolate that audio, and that's perfect description of, of yeah. today's show. There's a trailer. Yeah, start. We'll start the <laughs> podcast with that. Put like just heavy echo effects on it, make it sound real important. If Alex uh, gets okay. these panties. Okay, G string certainly. Sure. Thong. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. And grandma. I can't accept grandma. They don't. Damn. They don't have anything called grandma. You're probably thinking of either hip huggers, briefs, or boy shorts, but you got two. I, I feel like that's close enough. I feel like, yeah. If he can get two that are, aren't already there, I'll give it to him. It, it's my experience as an asshole 
that women are very forgiving. And I think that if you get two out of the three kinds of panties right, they're fine with it. <laughs> so they're going to come out with grandma. Grandma's <laughs> the next lineup. Victoria's yeah. Secret. Oh, yeah. Grandma. Oh, grandma. Pants. Queen Victoria's Not Secret. Not you. Right? That old fashioned. Oh, that's, I like that. And the <laughs> that's, tagline that's could be cute. Not your grandma's grandma's. <laughs> uh, we're moving on to history, specifically the history of 1964. For $100, uh, Alex almost certainly knows this cold. The answer to the very first Final Jeopardy question, which was in 1964, was Good Night, Sweet Prince, was originally said to him. The very first Final Jeopardy question. I, I never thought to learn this trivia about the show. I didn't know that question or anything. Wow. Who was Michael Caine? It is not Michael Caine. This Damn. was... Alex, do you know this one? Who is Good night, sweet prince. Michael Caine? See? Perfect impression. <laughs> oh, no, that's, correct. that's it. Look. That's it. Oh, I forgot. Mike, I, I think you're supposed to just say Michael Caine, and then that you pronounce it exactly <laughs> like he would. Yeah. Uh, Hamlet. It's a, it's Hamlet's. Mm, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I never, I never right. thought to look that up. I know there's this great <laughs> site called J... It's j-archive.com. They just have a list of all the questions that have basically ever been asked. And like if you're if you're kind of looking at random games, you'll see like cash prizes for people. And then if you go far back enough in time, the prizes are like a toaster and and a cool refrigerator magnet. And like it was totally different in the past what they gave for prizes. Did that change per question? Like every question would be like a new like prize? Oh, like it's dollar so, values in the game, and then after the game, oh, they're okay. like, "You won, you get money," and second place gets a toaster, and then now it's now it's all cash. It's different. Here's Who was a, a nerd? Who thing. was a nerd? <laughs> uh, this is another thing you're probably too young to remember, Alex. But on Wheel of Fortune back in the day, did you ever see it when at the end of winning the prize they had to spend it? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. They would they would win money. Uh, and very few prizes. Uh, it was almost all cash money. And, but then at the end, they had to go through like a showcase of overpriced like nonsense and just like buy stuff. And so they'd be like, okay, I'll take that love seat. Oh. And then they, and, and then Pat would be like, okay, you got like 4,280 bucks left. And there'd always be weird shit. Like you'd get these custom dolls with people's faces on them. And people would always like, I guess I'll take the dolls. Cause they were like the only thing that were in the two figure range. Anyway, it was great. Wow. Uh, a, a, a yeah, I, guess, I guess I'll be murdered by that doll. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for the doll, Vanna. <laughs> and it was like old school, so they were like black and white, like dot matrix faces, and um, on just like featureless monster dolls. Yeah, um, you'll be murdered by that so, doll. Two hundred dollars, real fortune doll. Uh, Nineteen sixty-four history. On June eighteenth, hotel owner James Brock in uh, Saint Augustine, Florida, developed the idea of pouring acid into his own pool, which was this kind of pool. Uh. uh is it above ground? I bet it all spills out. It was above ground, but I uh, for something more specific. Body hiding pool. <laughs> uh, the answer we're looking for, whites only. Whites only. No. Uh, the black and white protesters broke in, and his idea to clear out the protesters was to take a jug of acid and pour it in. Oh, it did Jesus. not work because it's Oof. not enough acid to like do anything. Yeah, so but pictures, if it did work, like, yeah, what were if, you thinking? If it did work, he just murdered a bunch of people, right, uh, to protect the racism of his pool. Uh, anyway, oh I just threw that in to, like, let you know that the year Jeopardy uh, debuted, there were still a lot of very This robot bad, is getting to be a bummer. What a bummer serious. of a robot. <laughs> That's kind I of just robot wanted a fucking deal. drill arm, man. Come on. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I could take uh, 
racist acid is like a power up i guess i don't know i'm not really keen on that secretly this whole category was racist acid uh 1964, the, the rise of Beatlemania gave Paul McCartney the artistic power to write this, the worst song of all time, containing the lyrics, so lift a glass, ah, don't look down. What's the, what, what are those not. lyrics? To lift a glass, ah? So lift a glass, ah, don't look down. <laughs> and Paul McCartney I'm not sure I'm pronouncing it. that. Yep. It's, it's the worst song of all time. Man, it was always Ringo that wrote the dumb ones. I'm just, I'm terrible with Beatles history. I'm never going to get this. Alex? He, he wrote it with the wings, just to be clear. It's not a Beatles song. It was just allowed, it was just, it was allowed because he was a Beatle, quite certainly. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that, I, I really don't what know. Is what is that is. heavy glass? The song is called Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time. Oh, okay. Which oh. I will not sing. You, you don't agree that that's the worst song ever written? It's fine, yeah. It's all right. Oh, okay. Well, agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, for four hundred dollars, the Oscar winner of 1964's Best Picture, it shares a name with this star of Mars Attacks. It's sh- the winner shares a name with the star of Mars Attacks. Mm-hmm. But n- the actor in Mars Attacks is the same what, name as 1964's. What Best is Picture. the murderous Martian? <laughs> We were looking for Ack, Ack. No, it, uh, Tom Jones. Tom Jones. <laughs> well, I was pretty close. Come on. <laughs> Give me half, okay. the, half the money. I, I think you'll get this one. I know you're a big a horse guy. At the Tokyo Olympics in 1964, Italian writer Mauro Ciccioli scored 64.4 to outscore his nearest rival by eight to win the gold medal in equestrian dressage. What's your reaction to that? What's my reaction? Wait, what's what? The, <laughs> what? What's the well, I don't understand what the question is. What yeah. I, that's it. What's, what's what? the form that's, of my answer? That's what you have to go on. The thing I said, <laughs> what's your response? Good job. Yeah, cool, man. <laughs> what is good job? We hey, were looking for Italy, who gives you know? a shit. We were looking for <laughs> okay. who gives a shit. <laughs> I, thought you had, I thought that one was a lock. I thought. <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay. Let, let me tell you, when, when it's like a trivia situation, I've never experienced this before. It's a trivia situation, and the question <laughs> does not result in a question. It feels like falling off a cliff. It feels yep. so weird. And, and yeah, I was yeah. waiting, really I was waiting for the, the shoe to drop there. <laughs> I, I really hijacked your brain with that one, which leads us to Rhymes with Brain, the final category in Single Treacherous Danger Threat Robot Quiz Game for $100. This asshole was so goddamn dumb, he tweeted the coronavirus wasn't that deadly two weeks after it killed him. Uh, who is Herman uh, Cain? That's exactly Excellent. right. Yeah, high five. Herman one, Cain. Of my, one of my favorite stories. They just <laughs> co-opted his Twitter account and then taunted his taunted Taunt, him with his own ghost. Taunted I guess. his very recent death. Like, taunted funeral his arrangements with his were cybernetic certainly ghost. being made. The bill still had to get paid on his coffin, and someone's tweeting from his account. Ah, that thing that killed me wasn't so bad. All right. Rhymes, rhymes with brain. Clubber Lang's prediction for his title fight. Oh, I think I... Yeah, see the rhyme and category, that really helps. I think I know the answer. <laughs> I almost it. want to alley-oop it. Is Steal it, it. Is it... What is pain? It's exactly right. Yeah. It's pain. Yeah, yeah. But I think it was a 40-second groan. 
Rhymes with Brain, the most influential yet uncredited crew member of the film Maximum Overdrive. Uh, what is cocaine? <laughs> That's exactly uh. right. <laughs> That's the, is that the that Stephen one King heart. one where he's like pretty wound up in the trailer? Yeah. 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 He is... That's such a nice way to put that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the paramedics that, that responded to that call did describe him as pretty wound up. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah, I did describe pretty, it like medically I'm... pretty wound up. Rocco yeah. was telling me how he like did some interview where he had no recollection of the movie. <laughs> like... No, no, he he says he did an interview where he says like there are, there are years he has no recollection of. He doesn't recall. Mm. Was it Cujo? He doesn't recall writing Cujo like at all. He was just like, yeah, boy. what the fuck is this book? <laughs> Where did this come from? <laughs> I'm making a lot of money. They're making a movie out of it. <laughs> well, good for yeah. him. I, I like dogs. I feel like... How did this get written? You know, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, it's a cocaine book. Another cocaine book. Think how many cocaine books you must have. Think how big his, like, his bibliography is. <clears throat> and then, like... What are the odds that somebody's going to come up with another book that he doesn't remember? Like, somebody's just going to come out and be like, hey, uh, Red Tide, you remember Red Tide? And he'll be like, wait, what? <laughs> Me? There's got to be another book he doesn't remember. It will be so believable if when yeah. Stephen King dies, someone says, oh, hey, I found 45 unpublished Stephen King books. Like, no one would question that. <laughs> Even him, he would be hot. Hot tip for future grifters. They would channel his yeah. ghost and he'd be like, yeah, could have been, could have been. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for $400, rhymes with brain. This mutant is weirdly named after the thing that should prevent them. This hmm. mutant is named after the thing that should this prevent new mutant, I could say. Oh, it's like an actual, like an actual character. Like an X-Men new, new mutant or something. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, fuck, I'm terrible. There's not normally this many hints in Jeopardy, but yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know the new mutants. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Wolfsbane. She's Wolfsbane, but she's a werewolf. Oh, okay. Very, very strange. I thought it was clever, and it rhymed with brain. And I think it's something that every robot should know. How to fight a yeah, werewolf. Probably. And the irony of how some werewolves name themselves. After. I was going to say, like, irony is the more important lesson there. Right. Uh, when that, the that, final... If you teach a robot irony, it will prevent them from going into a terminal feedback loop when somebody presents them with something ironic, which happens exactly. all the time. That's how you kill an android every time. So, obviously, we're circumventing that. Uh, the final question for $500 in Rhymes with Brain. Tom Noonan played him in RoboCop 2, of course. Uh... Kane. Who was Kane? That's exactly right. Kane. So oh. uh, he played Herman Kane. That's really exciting. He, That's bold. He played but, Herman Kane uh, yeah. on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Alex, you you control exactly one thousand dollars worth of this Damn. robot so far. Okay. And uh, Brockway has let's see seven twelve hundred fifteen sixteen nineteen twenty four hundred. Yes, I'm so, back on that dick, baby. So you uh, back on that robot dick. At the end of <laughs> single treacherous danger threat robot quiz game, uh, you're 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 running pretty low on money, but Brockway, you you will have control of this robot if it comes to be at this rate. 
So can we um, can we can we pause for a second and, and say, uh, Schmitty, have you seen RoboCop two? No, I haven't seen it. I saw the first one. But okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, this mm-hmm. has just become the RoboCop two podcast. <laughs> Wait, are, are all the rest of the questions about that RoboCop two? Uh, no, you just need we you need to know about RoboCop oh. two. That's where they right. make a RoboCop that's addicted <laughs> to what is basically meth. It's like crystal meth. Right. Or, oh. or maybe crack, Robot I guess, meth. would be the better analogy. Okay. But yeah, he he like he gets addicted to drugs. Uh, it's like a rival <laughs> robot that they... He's like an evil, evil man. And they're like, well, let's see what he does in a robot. And it turns <laughs> out he does a lot of drugs and he like kills everybody. He kills yeah, a, a, a child and a pile of money. And it's just RoboCop on drugs is, is the plot of RoboCop 2. Okay. Yeah. Is that, you needed to know that. that everybody or everybody <laughs> needed to know that. Yeah. It sounds. So, I don't mean to criticize it, and you guys didn't make it. It sounds less rich than the original RoboCop in its <laughs> themes. <laughs> yeah, it's well, a let little, me tell uh, you. Let me tell you about RoboCop three. In RoboCop three, okay. there's a ninja. <laughs> Great. And I that's, don't remember anything else that's about the it. Whole plot. And the ninja is very think- very good. But when he finds RoboCop, they just do a slow circle. And then instead of flipping around, the ninja just does a really slow ninja circle. And then uh, that's 70 minutes of the movie. Wait, he flies too, right? Oh, that ninja just... If RoboCop's not on the scene, that that ninja is fucking amazing. No, I meant RoboCop. I think RoboCop gets a jetpack. Yeah, I think they give him some jets. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, yeah, RoboCop just got better every movie. Agreed. (laughs) So we're going to move on to double, single, treacherous, danger, threat, robot quiz. And in this, of course, the uh, the amounts are doubled. And uh, there's still no daily double. The categories are Beanie Babies, <laughs> Kicking Dicks, Famous Explosions, Short Circuit, which is, of course, uh, uh, lines said to or by comedian Martin Short. And <laughs> last category, Enemies. So uh, we'll give control of the board to uh, Alex. Where, where do you think we should start? Uh, I guess enemies. Enemies. All right. Good uh, impulse. For, for $200. Known to academics as automatonophobia. It's the fear of things that look like this. Okay, I have a guess. All right. Is it what, Steal us from Rockwell. What is robots? It is humans. It is fear of wax figures or... Oh. So, mm. I can't award any score for that. Uh, and a human's natural... That was, that was a trap. Robot. Designed a to trap. make you think it was about robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a... Just like a robot. It's very, yeah, very robot, robot move. Yeah. <laughs> this is um, another famous robot downer. Famous for their cutely tiny motorbikes. The world's heaviest identical twins, Billy and Benny McCrary, were overweight because of this for four hundred dollars. Why uh, were they gigantic? What is the hypothyroidism? It's not that. Childhood measles. Well, oh, Famous robot downer. That's good. My second my second <laughs> guess was what is a lot of hamburgers. <laughs> I would have given you for a lot of hamburgers, but it wasn't, as good, it wasn't uh-huh. as good a guess. <laughs> so, for $600, the enemies in this film series are in the following order. America, Vietnam, Russia, Burma, and Mexico. The enemy, oh. Say it again. America, Vietnam, Russia, Burma, and Mexico. 
I think, All great films. I think I might know this. I, I, this might be another trap, but is, is it the <laughs> Rambo film series? It's exactly the Rambo film series. Yeah. People always forget he's fighting America first. Yep. And then. Yep. He fought the hillbilly sheriff. His yeah. sheriff's partner. Just, then the Coast Guard, or, or the, the, not the Coast Guard, the National Guard. And um, It's not the first one that throws me off. It's like, I did he really fight Mexico? That's, yeah, the last one, it's, he goes down and he like. That's not great. Oh God, it's so bad. It It's so like angry and not, not quite racist. Some people would probably call it racist. I'm not a good judge of that, but like. The, he fights the cartel. He goes down there and like pisses him off. And then like his adopted daughter dies and he's mm. just like super mad about it. And he sets all these traps and they keep following in, falling into the traps and they're just on fucking full jihad. So there's like 80 dudes and they just keep dying in Rambo's traps. And then while they're stuck in the traps, kind of dying from the trap, he'll run over and like shoot him 10 times with a shotgun at close range and then like vanish into the shadows. And they repeat that for 40 minutes. It's hmm. nightmarish. Well, I am interested in traps. I am a fan of man traps. <laughs> There's, you'll love the the final Rambo. I'm a fellow trap foo practitioner, like a fifth Dan trappist. Uh, for eight hundred dollars in 1982, Skeletor and these two man toys were the only foes of He Man. Only foes of He Man. Does that mean they have man in their? In their description, the the host mm. of this excellent show really hit that word, so that might imply that. Okay. <laughs> oh man, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know Who's... much about that universe, but Brockway, I think you figured out the puzzle of it. If you know the who, who is <laughs> the world of it, Beast Man. Mm-hmm. I'm just drawing a blank. You do the other one. Who is Beast Man? And I really, I really wouldn't know. I, I, don't, I just make some up. Uh, You'd probably um, be right. Pancake Man. Is it, it is not Pancake. It's Merman. I don't know. I sound oh. right. I sound right about Merman that. Merman was, was that close. early? Pancake. Yeah, he was, he was wave one. I would really? have thought it would be Triclops or Evil End, but no, Merman. Out of I, ideas on wave one, huh? <laughs> yeah, like, what if he was a fish? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah, I just assumed that was way later. For the final enemies question, Russian performer Gregory... Martyriosian was also known as Gosha the Magician and volunteered part-time as this. Oh. Who was a magic assassin? That's exactly right. He was <laughs> a murderer. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Classic robot downer. All right. I wish, I wish this was like a physical on cam res game show because then you could show the card that says magic assassin printed on it <laughs> that somebody has magic to make. Assassin, yes. it would light up yeah oh really exciting it would light up along with my face <laughs> so we now have uh i'm going to control back to the back to alex beanie babies kicking dicks famous explosions and short circuit oh wow i <laughs> let's go beanie babies I don't okay. remember them well, but I at least know kind of where we're getting into. Then this yep. is a bold category. Yeah. <laughs> robots robots need to know about Beanie Babies. All right. Yeah, so uh, another murder yeah. another murder question. This two thousand <laughs> this two thousand six Beanie has the name of a murderer and the animal he took orders from. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know if I know it exactly, but I kind of know it. All right. Uh, would it be a who? What? What is dog Sam? Sam dog? <laughs> we were looking for Zodiac dog. Zodiac. Oh. Zodiac dog. <laughs> Wait, the Zodiac took orders from the dog? I thought that was Son of Sam that took orders from the dog. Oh, I might have just fucked that up then. Did you? I, the, I get I get the points. Yeah, you can have the points. I'll give you the points. All right. Yes. <laughs> the poem robot. On, robot. <laughs> the poem on this precious ram beanie with a three-letter name ends with, I like to bang it in the yard. Good thing my head is so hard. <laughs> a ram beanie. Well, now, I, because of the last one, I'm thinking about name. the actual Zodiac, not the killer. Uh... Like, is it an Aries thing, maybe? I would I would steer that way, Brockway, but I, I mean, don't really know. He's a three-letter name. He's a ram. He likes to bang in the yard. Uh, like, I'm thinking like Ron Jeremy, so Ron, Ron the Ram. <laughs> Ron the, it's Bam. Bam, we were looking oh, for Bam. Bam. That okay. one was a wild card. Uh, honestly, you're not getting as many of these as I thought as I thought you'd get, but I think you'll get this one. I, I bet one of you will just know this cold. For six hundred dollars, the most sought after Beanie Baby was made as a quote adorable tribute to who? To whom? I think I know whichever this. of those. Yeah, do it. Is it Princess Diana? It is exactly Princess Diana. Yeah, there would you go. never have gotten that in a million years. I was about to say Michael Jackson, and that would have been terrible. Oh, okay. That's not the worst guess, but yeah. But yeah, that's not a crazy guess. Um, for $800, page 99 of Beanie Baby Stories says, quote, I never meant to get hooked. Actually, I inadvertently started collecting Beanie Babies because I belong to a fan club called Peace. Of course, <laughs> when I found out there was a Beanie Baby named Peace, I knew I had to have it. And naturally, I fell in love with it. A short time later, I was shopping and spied Baldy, the Beanie Baby Eagle. Well, my husband is bald and he loves eagles, so I bought Baldy. Shortly after that, I discovered Blackie. My dad always called me Blackie when I was a little girl, so I added the black circus bear to my growing menagerie. Before long, my collection had grown to 105 Beanie Babies and 12 TD Beanies. Little did I know, when I first started purchasing these cuddly critters, how much therapeutic value they would have for me. Due to my multiple sclerosis, I am frequently confined to my home. There is one room in our house that is my sanctuary, but these days we call it the Beanie Baby Room. On days when I feel blue, I look around at all my babies, and they make me smile. How? What is the saddest fucking thing I've ever heard? <laughs> that was so much longer than I thought it would be. What? I will. I I I was going to accept a comment on the sadness, or at any point, the correct answer would have been, "How long is this fucking question?" Okay, yeah. so we're that. both right. So I. <laughs> <laughs> Brockway was um, first. He could have it. Yeah. For one. No, we both get that one. <laughs> for one thousand dollars. For your courage in selecting the one thousand dollar beanie baby spot on the board and asking me what it's like being so handsome, you earn eleven hundred dollars. What's it like being so handsome? Oh, as you gentlemen know, it makes things very easy. Eleven hundred dollars. <laughs> I was see. I thought it was going to be secretly a curse. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm even more unhappy now. I, I put in enough downer robot ones that I thought some of these should just have a real positive message. <laughs> so um, <laughs> we now have Kick and Dicks, Famous Explosions, and Short Circuit. Brock famous Ray, Explosions. Control the board. Famous Explosions. Mm, yeah. All right. 
this is not quite an explosion, but for two hundred dollars in nineteen sixty seven, Evil Knievel ate total shit, total fucking shit at this <laughs> hotel casino. Uh, the only one I can think of that would be around then was like Caesar's Palace. That's exactly right. Yes. Wow. It is n- not a fun one to look at. I think that was the one where he knew he couldn't make it. He's like, you know, I'm not going to make it. But like, fuck it. They paid to see the show. And then he just like corpsed himself instantly. Like he hit and it just looked like a dummy fell off the bike. Like I think he just passed out from like pure terror and certainty of his own. Well, they came here to see a jump or a death. They're going to get one. (laughs) I don't know why this is making it click for me. But truly a few days ago, we went to a motorcycle and scooter repair shop. And the guy working there was wearing an Evil Knievel shirt. And I'm oh, just now realizing that that's maybe the least responsible motorcycle driver he could have picked. Right. You know, like yeah. it's a Do repair you... place. <laughs> Do you ride a hog, Schmitty? No, a friend of mine rides a scooter, like a moped kind of thing. Oh, yeah. that's okay. pretty. That's pretty tough. Your yeah, friend yeah. rides a moped. All right. He rides, he rides a little piggy. I know I, do, um, I know I'm already coming across as very cool on this show, but that's right, folks. I know someone with a moped. Not to brag. Not to Well you only out. You only got twenty percent of the Beanie Baby questions right. So that's pretty hardcore. Like that's the opposite of whatever a nerd oh, would yeah. get. I that's think. true. Yeah, yeah. Um so uh for four hundred dollars, famous explosions, the worst industrial accident in US history happened after a cargo ship carrying bullets and ammonium nitrate out of this state caught fire, setting off a catastrophic chain reaction of fertilizer bombs. What state? Um, Biggest industrial accident in US history. Wow. You got a Hun- guess, many? Hundreds of deaths, thousands of injuries. An industrial accident? I you know, it's weird. I know about a Canadian thing like that, so my, my mind jumped there. I have no idea. Texas. Canada's a state. <laughs> this was. Uh, what is Texas? <laughs> you know what? Fuck, I'm going to give it to you. That's very bold to just <laughs> taste it. Just try that. Plus, you need this robot body. I, I do I not want to have to fight so this thing. It's so fucking bad. Uh, yeah. For $600, the explosion from this 2015 James Bond film holds the Guinness World Record for biggest movie explosion. 2015 what James year? Bond film. Oh, um, fuck. Uh, is it Casino Royale? Oh, uh, wait, wait, Royale. wait. What is Quantum of Solace? It is Spectre. You were both very close. Oh, wow. I think you, you circled it. I think you surrounded Spectre. I was just trying to remember the name of one. Wait, it's been it's been that long since Spectre came out? 2015? Apparently, yeah. Boy. It, time flies. We're we're time flies when you're not paying attention to the new Bond movies. That's true. I just remember so, the dumbest name one. That's that's the one I remembered. For eight hundred dollars, in nineteen oh eight, a forest in this country exploded with the force of two hundred fifty Hiroshima's. What is Russia? That's exactly right. Did you just know that? Really? Cold. Uh, what was the name of the? The meteor, it was the meteor impact, and it was, I'm blanking on it, it starts with a T. Uh, Tunguska? Tunguska. Yeah, it's yeah. a Tunguska incident. Yeah. Yep, that's what it's called. Yeah, I knew that well, cool. Great job. Nice. Well, for $1,000, in 1994, the comet Shoemaker-Levy 9 smashed into this 21 times with the combined power of 600 times Earth's entire nuclear arsenal. Holy shit. 
I'm I'm really not right. up enough on explosions. That's what I'm learning. This is very exciting stuff. <laughs> you you just fell into our well, to guess. incredibly fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Can you guess? It's 1994. It smashed into this 21 times with just a huge amount of power. Hmm. Uh, and this was, you said it was a comet, did you say? Mm-hmm. Did that, was it one of Mars's moons? Am I making that up? Yeah, you're making that up. This is Jupiter. Oh, okay. Jupiter. Yeah. But yeah, uh, in fact, that helped scientists decide that that's probably why Earth is so intact from cosmic catastrophe, is that Jupiter keeps eating all of our, you know, comet disasters. Oh, it's our bodyguard. Probably, yeah. <laughs> it's our big brother. So we have... They're just taking out the bullies. Thanks, Jupiter. Thanks, Jupiter. We have two yeah. categories left. We have kicking dicks and short circuit. Alex, control <laughs> the word goes to you. I guess I, I guess short circuit. Let's do that. All right. We'll close Short circuit. And to remind, remind the audience, uh, these are lines said to or by comedian Martin Short. For $200, Martin Short whispered, God bless you for being in the army. Into the face of Tony Hale on what? What What is Arrested Development? That's exactly ding, right. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to take the part. Finally, something us nerds will know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love I love that so much when the dude's picking him up and he's like, shake them for her. And then oh, he's like, yeah. starts squirting water out of his face. I don't, I don't even know. I, I like legitimately and ironically love Martin Short. I don't know if people know this about me. I only reference him every cool. I love that. I loved him in that role. <laughs> yes, it's perfect. Fire me. <laughs> I what well, I I guess I'll be shocked if this steps out of question, but I I took a writing class once, and it was about how to write for TV. And the mm-hmm. example show we watched is a show called Damages on FX. And yeah, the main cover damages, like the the professor just kept going off about like, can you believe Martin Short is in a dramatic role on this? He's so good in this dramatic role. He's so deep in this dramatic role. He was like just doing a normal face. It was not like he was fine, but it was not mind blowing at all. But he's so like right, silly but if you and spend funny. Like elsewhere, forty years, you know? forty yeah. years building that up, then you just got to show up normal one day, and it's it's fucking crazy. <laughs> That's right. I always yeah. thought like comedic acting was the hardest thing to nail, and if you could nail that, like the other stuff is comparatively easy. So most comedians do also, go on was there like, good actors. If they're was motivated. there like a copyright? problem or why was he showing damages to his <laughs> yeah it wasn't you could pick any show do you know that <laughs> i truly don't know why he picked it it was not even the first season it was like in the middle so we had to learn the previous seasons <laughs> really he weird must have been like script supervisor on the show or something he's like someone <laughs> please is... ask me about it please someone ask me why i picked this episode this oh, is the I'm one that made asked. me want to be a writer. Yes, I... <laughs> this is yeah. also the one that just made me give up. I knew I was never going to beat it. <laughs> yeah, and, and we had to try uh, to write one, and I was like, uh, in this scene, Glenn Close frowns, and uh, I don't know. Well, you had like... to write an episode of Damage. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's all, and the show is like, it's all, it's all structured across the season, right? Like, you can't just do one. And then we all did a bad job. It was the strangest class. Oh, well, right. Yeah. Imagine having the balls to be the guy that's like, and now you'll try to write an episode of Damages. Yeah. Just his own world. The king of his own world. Wow. I would love to take that class. Just just to learn pretty about weird. life. Yeah, pretty weird. I would take three semesters of Damages. 
<laughs> Damages 403. Three semesters. <laughs> right. Two years, no thanks. One year, not enough. Yeah. Three semesters. My... That's how much I need. <laughs> that covers the whole thing. Uh, for four, for $400, the first name of the actor who said, you, de- you just digested the bad guy, and the last name of the actor who said, look at me like a human boy. Oh, I do so not know this record. Who was, who was Martin Short? Or, yeah, who was well, Martin that's Short? Who they, that's who they said it to. But the, we want the first name of the actor who said, you just digested the bad guy, combined with the last name of the actor who said, look at me like a human boy. Just digested the bad guy was inner space. It was Dennis Quaid, I guess? Mm-hmm. First part's done. Who said, look at me like a human boy? <sighs> It was when Martin Short was 40 years old, playing a 10-year-old. I, I don't know who said it. I don't have your was... weird Clifford obsession. <laughs> Charles Grodin. Charles the answer Grodin, was Dan. Dennis Grodin was the answer to the question. I would never get the second part. <laughs> um, for $600, my favorite, Jiminy Glick asked, What's your big beef with the Nazis? To this comedy legend. Um, okay, I have a guess. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say Mel Brooks. That's exactly right. Yeah, that was my guess. (laughs) It can't be anybody else. Yeah. I love Jiminy Glick because he's like on a different level of like improv. Like he's, it's totally unfair because he's playing this completely insane character interviewing them like they're the real them. (laughs) And so, so everyone reacts to this differently. Like some people like turn into giant dicks and other people like try to play along and you just can't you can't match that manic energy of of martin short in a fat suit and so all of these interviews are just total disasters and mel brooks is i think for probably 30 seconds straight he's just like had no idea how to react to this man asking what's your big beef with the nazis because like what joke lands there there's no punchline to that setup it's yeah right (laughs) yeah that's just it's mean-spirited it It gives you nothing yeah it's so funny to me just torture (laughs) Torturing these comedy geniuses. All right. For $800, on this show, as one half of a men's synchronized swimming team, the first thing Lawrence slips to reporters is, I don't swim. Hmm. What show did Martin Short play a men's synchronized swimming? This is obviously Saturday Night Live. Classic. Can't believe you didn't get it. Everyone right now, go look up Men's Synchronized Swimming, Saturday Night Live. It's, it'll change your life. Uh, <laughs> this was a bad category. Yeah, I, I, I really thought we'd just clean house on this category. And somehow until right then, I forgot that Martin Short has hosted SNL like 37 times or whatever. Like, right. Yeah, of course, that's going to come up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for $1,000... When Ricky Gervais said he looked like this nursery rhyme came to life, Jiminy Glick said, Thank you, first of all, because I'm a big fan of that guy. Uh, oh, <laughs> that is was it... my best Glick we've ever recorded. That, that was it was a really good Glick. I, was, I had to stop and think. I was just <laughs> soaking it in. It felt great. Uh, is it Humpty Dumpty? That's exactly right. Cool. Yeah. Humpty Dumpty. Ricky Gervais <laughs> said he looked like an egg. And then he said, it's like he's getting interviewed by Humpty Dumpty, which again, 
I was looking for great. a funnier. Yeah, I was looking for yeah. a funnier line. I was like, well, it can't be Humpty Dumpty because that's not very funny. I was like, is it like yeah. Little Jack Horner or something? Is he going for a? And that's what I mean. Specific? Like, <laughs> no one can find their improv legs when they have to fucking act across from Jiminy Glick. And so he's just kind of being belligerent. And then Jiminy Glick is like, oh, thank you for saying I look like Humpty Dumpty. Because I'm a big fan <laughs> of that guy. Or genius. like, he's a genius. What if it's that cultural divide thing and like Ricky Gervais only has British nursery rhymes in his head that we don't know? Right. And then, and then Martin Short just has to be like, what? I don't, can we stop? You, I, I don't you know. You look what he's like Wanky Willy, don't you? <laughs> right. <laughs> You're a little Wanky Willy boy. <laughs> Are you Prime Minister Custard? You know, or some made-up thing that is not a nursery rhyme to us. Oh, that's not a made. That's the real one. Prime Minister Custard. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or, or it's, sure. it's or a big custard that's thing. the Prime Minister. Yeah. I slept on Prime Minister Custard bed sheets. <laughs> uh, so our last category, very important for robots, kicking dicks. For save the best for last. For two hundred dollars yeah. in DC Comics, Val R. Moore is the master of every martial art of the 31st century. So naturally, he was given this alliterative superhero name. Val Aramore. Dick Destroyer. Who is Dick Destroyer? <laughs> it is not Dick Destroyer. His name was Karate Kid. Because he knew every martial art of the 31st century, which was... Where are, where are the dicks in this? <laughs> yeah, hey. <laughs> That dude obliterates things. Am, I, am okay. I in the wrong place? Did I wander into the wrong show? For $400, <laughs> used to, to obliterate balls with Eastern cunning, karate do literally translates to this in our language. Karate do. Wait, is it? Uh, is this real or is this from a work it's of real. fiction? It's real. Like okay. It's not a goof. The Japanese words karate do translate to what in English? Is it? Oh, shit. Was it Way of the Fist or something? Ooh, that's really close. Alex, can you improve on that? Way of the Dick. It's Way of the Dick. Yeah, it's Way of the Dick. I'll, I'll give it. Way of the Empty Hand, which, if you don't uh, have a dick in it, I guess... Yeah, I'm going to give you Way of the problem. Dick. It's a problem. Okay. It's for $600. Within 25, this is the number of acting credits Jackie Chan currently has on his IMDb. Master of the Dick Shot. Wow, how many? This is this is a fun guesstimate. Uh, I'm gonna say <laughs> go for. I'm gonna say 175. Oh, that's oh. A, that's exactly what I was going wow, to say. Really, All right, really <laughs> I'm, close. I'm going to say 200. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Alex. Damn, it was you're only 35 away. Oh, he has 140, 140 acting credits. Which again, it seems real reasonable. I I would have thought 200 too, but. Well, I, I thought 175 exactly. We're on the same level. I'm also like it's it's a totally legit industry there and everything, but I'm going to surmise that the US website IMDb missed some Hong Kong credits. That would be my guess. I'm going to surmise that about half of those are not Jackie Chan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they might have got yeah. a couple of Jackie Chans in there, yeah. some, Bru- you got some, some Jackie Bruce Chans, uh yeah. in there. Jackie Chang couple of jet lies yeah they, they really don't care they'll they'll make actual knockoff humans in hong kong uh, <laughs> bootleg human beings <laughs> bootleg humans uh for eight hundred dollars as one of the most recognizable figures in pop and karate culture of course i recognize the full names of six chuck norris films not including any made for tv bullshit can you men do it oh six six chuck okay. norris films 
from the most famous people to ever walk the lands of America. Chuck and your name Morris. Six um, of his movies. All right. Sidekicks. I think. There's one. Uh, is Delta Force one? There's one. There's another one. Cool. Invasion USA. Three. Mm, I don't know if I have more. I just know that one. <laughs> uh, Firewalker. Perfect. You need two more. More, wow! This is impressive. I yeah, I only know Walker Texas Ranger and that one movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know a lot of them. Does he have to be the star of them? Uh, no, I. Uh, oh, if well, he was just in it well enough. Yeah, isn't he a guy in a Bruce Lee movie and he fights him? If you can name that movie, I'll give it to you. It's one of the dragon ones. Is it, it's not just Enter the Dragon, is it? It's a different one. No, yeah, it's not a dragon. It's a great uh, fight scene. It is a great fight scene. I don't remember the name of that movie. If you can describe Man, the fight scene, I'll give you credit. Uh, he is... <laughs> so it friggin' rules, obviously. Uh, <laughs> first, it's awesome. Uh, it's bare-faced and all of it, like, furry-chested. Yeah, there's definitely and a lot of just, chest and back hair. He gets some good hits, but he gets absolutely destroyed by Bruce Lee, and it's, it's just, mm-hmm. it's the best. It is. Bruce Lee adapts to his style of karate. And then kills him with a standing guillotine, and then like somehow he allows it. Chuck Norris's giant ego yeah. allows it. It's, it's amazing. pretty impressive that he, they talked him into it in the first place. It was a. It must have been a battle of egos, and just mm-hmm. Bruce Lee won clearly. Yeah. Oh, all right, two more, two more. I don't think I've seen two more. I, I don't have. Again, it. the fight scene it. is really cool and dope. And, uh... <laughs> do we get? Do we get credit for the fight scene? We described it. Uh, takes place in what, did, like the Coliseum? Probably. Uh, yeah. It does. It takes I mean, place yes. in the Coliseum. <laughs> I would have accepted uh, Delta Force 2. Uh, missing oh, in Action 1, 2, or 3. Top uh, Dog. Uh, missing in Action. That's what it was. That's <laughs> what I was trying to think of. Then there was, yeah. What was uh, the name of the Bruce Lee movie? Way of the Dragon. Way okay. of the Dragon. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. I didn't have it. And uh, hey, there's a, there's a lot of the classic Slaughter in San Francisco. Another classic. I've, I've seen Wolf I've seen exactly the ones that I mentioned and no more. <laughs> All right. This is the final question in Kick and Dicks. It's both a 400-pound killing machine and a common ingredient in succotash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no idea. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the 400-pound killing machine. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite fighters. Uh Responsible for giving uh, Johnny Knoxville a concussion. Uh, oh, uh, who is Butterbean? Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Butterbean's so a real thing? I gotta tally up these points. Yeah, Butterbean. That's the uh, same thing as a lima bean. Oh. You use it and suck really? a tash. I thought it was just a guy. So, he, so he's named Lima Bean? That changes he's... a lot. <laughs> he's that not even built a like a lima bean. Life. I, yeah, I see, know. I always think of Butterball the turkey because he's kind of built like a turkey. Like he's yeah. sort of just a pyramid of like. Yeah, right. Spherical. thought it was like just butter and beans. That's like the spiritual mass of that guy. But but now he's named Lima Bean and I'm a little I'm a little fucked up by it. Yeah, it's a little weird. So I'm going to tally up. You guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to tally up these scores. <laughs> I don't know if I respect Butterbean anymore. I had so much respect for him. But now that his name is Lima Bean, I'm just like. And now you're you're just a subpar bean. Why would you do that? Right. How I mean, is it not a okay. stable bean choice for his name? Right. You can't you just can switch have it any up. bean. 
Like there wasn't, they're not other Bean guys. Yeah, Mister Bean, I guess, but he's not specific. He could be for he could be any variety. Frijole would be amazing. You could have been Frijole. Mr. Bean could have or Butterbean could have? Anybody could have. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But Butterbean, was look, he was specifically looking at beans, at targeting beans, and he's like, this is the one. This is the bean I'm going to go for. <laughs> this is, is, are we still, is there are still, we still math going course? I'm telling. Yeah, I'm still doing some maths. Okay. <laughs> okay. It was hard when you guys were talking, but I just okay. Just double, okay. Is just this another Chum Baby numbers. Trap? This, this is not a Chum Baby Trap. So we are now, uh, Rockwell, you have $8,400. Wow. Uh, you have $4,400 from the help that Alex gave you. So you do not have quite enough for a robot, but there is a final single treacherous danger threat robot quiz, and it is Brockway Facts. <laughs> so. We will just put it all in, and if you get this right, you will have a robot. And if not, you've doomed us all. Now, Alex, you you can help with this, but I'm not, I'm not sure you'll be able to help. This is specifically a Brockway fact, and it's an answerable question. Mm-hmm. All right, are you ready? Wait, 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 wait. Is it me that's supposed to answer? Absolutely. Yeah. Is it? I mean, if Alex, if Alex can body. get it, awesome. <laughs> okay. I I would be shocked if he got this, but it's not impossible. Okay. Oh, God. So, in the 2009 Cracks.com article, The Way of the Barbarian, you asked Bill Pullman, why are you on my ceiling, Bill Paxton? With absolute precision, these were the first seven words of his answer. I can't do it with absolute precision. (laughs) Uh, Why are you on my ceiling, Bill Paxton? What did he say back? Something about sleeping upside down to, like, make himself a genius. Uh, and also, your fuck stick. I'm never going to get it with precision. I was... You can't ask me to remember my own work. I, I know. That's why I, we did, I didn't yeah. want to have to use this question. Um, Schmitty, can you get it? Oh, not, not better than that, no. The exact words were, This is how I sleep, fucking fuck knocker! Which um, I actually really <laughs> loved. And uh, I, I'm afraid the robot is now on a rampage. It does not contain Brockway's brain, but more importantly, it does not, compa- not contain his compassion. And we so got so it close. Is, yeah. It is on a robot murder rampage. But I want to thank both even, of you for trying. Can't even get like a knockoff robot from like <laughs> like the dollar store or something. Well, we'll have to find some way to defeat it. But uh, that's a tomorrow problem. Today, it's just going to be running on the loose. Well, I'm, I can do a pretty mean impression of a little girl that learns to believe in herself. Uh, I guess, Schmitty, if, if you could be like a really sporty older lady that at first harasses me and then comes to, to love me, we could probably team up and transform. Yeah, that describes me. We got this. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> and I'll... Uh... I'll sit back and watch because I feel kind of responsible. I, I feel like I shouldn't involve myself anymore in this. I I made the robot. I unleashed the robot. I think I've done enough. <laughs> you can be you can be the obnoxious little like pet mascot that initiates the transformation. That's within my acting range. Yeah. Okay. Fine. And, and what what's the what's the phrase that initiates our transformation again? This is how I sleep. Fucking fuck knocker. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. 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 Frankfurt.
Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the 1900 hot dog dancers. These are your Supremes. Three Finger Louie, Adam Ruth, Adrian H. Ooh, doing the robot, it's Aiden Mua. Alpha Scientist Javo, Armando Nava, Benjamin Siranen, Brandon Garlock, Brienne Whitney, Chase McPherson. Children love the meat miller, yes they do. Oh, hey, also doing the robot, it's Chris Brower. Dan Bush, the artist formerly known as Devin, the laziest man on Mars, Dean Costello, Dr. Awkward. Hey, it's Eric Spalding. Oh, hey, third robot, it's Fancy Shark. Hi, Fancy Shark. Haraka. Jaber L. Aiden. Jamie Gordon. Jeremy Neal. Next up, it's the J Squad, that's right. Dance troupe within a dance troupe. Here's uh, John, John McCammon, John Minkoff, Josh Fabian, Josh S. That's your J Squad. K&M. Lyman, Mark, Matt Riley, Hey Mike Styles, Moju, ND, stop, stop doing the robot ND, we have enough, Neil Bailey, Neil Schaefer, Nick Ralston, Nick H, Patrick Herbst, Holly Poisuo, Rhea, uh, Rhea, come on, the stage is crowded with robots here, I'm dying, Rich Joslin, Timmy Leahy, Toasty God, Tom Sekula, Yosarian, Zachary Evans, Zadarfan, and Flamenco dancing for us tonight. It's Matt Cortez, that's, fuck, that's the robot, Matt, god damn it. 